Brennan. Hey, Alan. Uh, so we were just uh, playing a new game for in preparation for the new year. Yep, Warlords of Erlewan. Yeah, think, it was... I think we're going to declare this a game we played in 2020 because there's a lot of 2020 <laughs> hindsight involved in this game. Uh, yeah, so it was it was quite fun. There's definitely some cool mechanics. It was uh, the bolt action mechanics. Yeah. But mm-hmm. did you notice that guys died really quickly in melee? Yeah, I noticed that I basically tried to attack with columns so you could touch as many things as possible, and then uh-huh. if you lost the combat, you were po- quite possibly dead. Yeah, because but. Because uh, if you failed a leadership test, uh-huh. you should you should break and fall back. But we played it wrong because neither of us had played the game before. Yes, yeah, so this is the first time we played, and we we're like, man, this game is really really deadly. Because whenever a guy got charged, he would kill the other. Well, the other guy would lose his. They would take take a whole bunch of pins and mm-hmm. and likely run out like fail the break test, and then get wiped out because they failed the break test. And I was like, wow. These units are really, really dying, dropping like flies. Yeah. But apparently the reason why is because we played the game wrong, like Brandon said. Yes. So uh, today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about trying new games and getting it wrong. So I think with like a lot of games that have introductory rules where they like send you through how to play a turn, here's uh-huh. what happens next, it kind of mitigates some of that, but I guess Warlords doesn't have that. So we just jumped right into the whole thing. Have- Yes, so basically Warlords... There's no uh, sort of like demo to run through. At least, maybe there is if you buy one of their like miniature slash like oh, combination boxes, mm-hmm. like a starter box. But we didn't buy the starter box, we just bought the rule book. Yep. And then we played it, and uh, it actually, how long... It, the rule set is pretty beefy, right? Although everything is inside the book. Oh, in terms of what you can create? What you can do, mm-hmm. all the rules for the units and everything uh, is all in this one book. But the book is like... It's, it's, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. Uh, it's not like the rules are overly complicated or there's weird interactions. Yeah. But there's just a lot of rules to fit lots of scenarios. Yeah, and it's and I don't... I wouldn't even... There's not a lot of cruft, like a lot of extra rules that are just thrown in to be dare to be different kind of thing. Uh, but still, despite that, the rule set is, I don't know, it seems pretty thick. A few hundred pages? Yeah, it's a nice all, book, honestly. With all the profiles and with all the rules. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I read the rule book mm-hmm. uh, before. Yeah, we both read through it again. Yeah. And then we spent like an hour going through all the main rules again. We built our army lists. Uh, and we played it, and we felt pretty confident. We even ran through a... Yeah, we played a full-size game, because I guess it's mm. the suggested point levels are 500 to 2,000 points, yeah. which so we played 1,000, because I think yeah, it's Yeah, we were 1, pretty confident. Maybe mm-hmm. overly confident that yep. we would play it fine. Uh, so, yeah, so I took a... But I guess the first time you play a game, you always miss, like, one rule. At yeah. least one rule. Yeah, and hopefully but... it's not an important one, uh-huh. but we missed a pretty important one. Yes. So I think when playing like new games, you may often really want to play with an experienced player, partly just so you can be lazy and not read all oh, the rules. Yeah, and you learn from experience. Yeah, so you have yeah. some idea of what you're doing going into it. You read the rules, yeah. but if you sort of skim them, you have most of the rules. But if you play with a more yeah. experienced player, like when you start going the wrong direction, either you're about uh-huh. to make a big mistake yeah. or just about to play the rules wrong, like they can uh-huh. correct you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're like, wait a second, does this rule work like this? And they're like, of course not. That would be crazy. Exactly. <laughs> I think when you get into even more complicated games, uh-huh. you really, really want to play with someone else so that you can just sort of read the basics and then mm. not have to... 
Something like, like Malifaux, where every single unit has so many special rules and everything like that, it's kind of tough. Or, or Infinity, yes. like our favorite game. It's a bit too much to just like get in there by yourself. And the funny thing is, like, I think we talked about this before about getting into games. Like, um, we it's a good idea to watch a uh, watch a demo watch game, a, either a like demo online game. or just go actually meet yes. the people. Because if you go meet the people at your store, and you can ask a, questions. Hey, they're the people who you're gonna probably gonna play with, and if they don't exist, there's a problem because you don't have people to play with. Mm-hmm. And then, like in the middle of the game, as opposed to a YouTube video, yeah, you can be like, hey, what what's actually going on here? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I actually did watch half of video or I was watching a video but I didn't watch watch it mm-hmm. I listened to it while doing other stuff and I missed the breaking and fleeing part I guess yeah I intended to watch one I just never got to it <laughs> it's funny because we literally talked about that rule when we went through the rules yeah like, we did we definitely did like when you break then you're flying falling back and that's why you would rally mm-hmm. so we totally went through the rules we spent like at least a couple minutes talking just about going over that the situation uh, but when we did our and we did even before the game run through every single kind of action like a, a, a quasi dem, like example but with only one model so it didn't matter one, one model because that's often what you do because that's often what you do when you play like a demo of when you show mm-hmm. someone a demo you're like oh here this one model does this your one model does that mm-hmm. but then when there's multiple models involved yeah. there's all sorts of follow up moves that might be in each game and how those yeah. work plus we were also drinking I don't uh, know if that that, that barely counts. We were drinking like <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that much. Yeah, three percent alcohol. That yeah. doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, but it tasted good. It did. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was a uh, super dry cider mixed with energy zero drinks. calorie energy drink. Yes. So if you want a low calorie um, beer like I, I think it's experience, actually I think it's actually it's called White good. Claw. But it's not so popular in Canada. It's more popular oh, in the States. Really? White Claw? Yeah, they have a bunch of different flavors. Why, why is it called White Claw? I don't know, because bears are cool. But what's the white part? Like oh, white it's, person, it's supposed to invoke being healthier and lower carb. It, what does that have to do with being white? It's cleaner. Whatever. It's you're eat, It's like people want to eat clean. They want to drink. You call like, it white. You call it clean claw then. Yeah, well. Clean claw even has the alliteration going. Yeah. Maybe it sounds. That sounds a little too. White claw doesn't sound good. That honestly. sounds like cleaning solution. Maybe who knows. <laughs> <laughs> you can also. Anyways, I'm just saying they should rebrand it to clean claw or mm-hmm. something like that. Or so we clear claw. Yes. So we didn't That's take. Too hard to say. When we played lore Ward, Lord warlords. Uh-huh. We didn't take bears. We took cyclopses. Yes. Both, we oh, each we took one cycle. all in. Mm-hmm. Oh, we we like, took... For our first mission, we were like, listen, we've played so many different games. How hard could a new system be? Yeah, let's use magic. Let's use the monsters. Yeah. Even though the monsters are optional, only yeah. to be played on in agreed modes. Yeah, and so suggesting that you probably should play without the monsters first. Yeah. We're like, yeah, so let's skip that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go directly into it. And the first round, we're like, okay, so I'm about to charge your army. I wonder if this will work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if this is a good idea. But then uh, there's monster- only one way to find out. Yeah, because the monsters only get damaged. Like once they get hit, they only take damage on tens, unless you have better sort of armor yeah, penetration. So, so basically, it's kind of weird with the monsters for warlords is that um, they only have technically one wound, but they have a super good save. So like, it's very unlikely for you to damage them. But as soon as you damage them, they die. Yes. Kind of. 
Except that in the entire game system, right? It's it's based off of uh, it's a iteration on bolt action, mm-hmm. I think, or an iteration on Gates of Antares. Yes, I don't know if that's the same thing, uh, but uh, there's a pinning mechanic. So there's technically two ways you can quote unquote like disable a guy. You can either right out kill them, which means they're gone, and in that case, the monster only has one wound, but a really good save. Alright, so before I was rudely interrupted mm-hmm. by the food, uh, so what were we talking about? We were talking about what units we were taking in Lord, Warlords of Erluan. Oh, the monsters? Yes. Oh, the monsters being like, hard to uh, kill. Yeah, and then being very swingy, that if oh, things yeah. actually happen to them, there's a big swing and whether they go or they stay. Oh yeah, so the, war- so the monsters have... Uh, Basically. Only one life, but they have pinning, which is actually a really cool mechanic where um, you slow down the monsters. Uh, it's like an alternative death condition, yeah. right? The, it's kind of like a stress building up where yes. it builds up on every unit, but mm-hmm. in the case of monsters, it's... It's, it seems like the main way you kill them yeah, because they're so strong, uh, but they build up... Instead of taking wounds, they take an extra amount of... The stress, right? This pinning, mm-hmm. uh, which is, it's a, it's a pretty cool mechanic, honestly. I, I like it, actually. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think if they had more wounds, but the stress still built up, it might be more realistic that they don't just sort of fall over immediately. Yes, but, but they're more likely to get wounded and die out, just like bleed out like other people. Yeah, exactly. I think it make that would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so our armies we took were actually quite similar as well, because mm. I took. Barbarians, mm-hmm. and you took beastmen to yes. play with a bunch of pigs, yeah. and it felt like the armies played quite similarly. Yeah, so I think both of our armies were pretty melee focused. Yes, uh, my guys seemed like overall tougher, mm-hmm. uh, better at uh, surviving. Okay, and uh, mine had a few more, but mine had a bit more hit output. Were cheaper, but yeah, they had more hit output because they have that berserk rule, which doubles their attacks until they lose. Uh, combat which seems strong yep um so i thought i thought it was pretty good uh now because of the one rules mistake that we did mm-hmm. we're not uh, sure how things should have really turned out not sure how it and there was some out. and there were some giant swings if your your beast oh, fell yeah. down immediately because out of nine rolls you failed three? on three that required rolling tens on a d10s yes. yes which then built up too much stress and then they gave up and ran away yeah, basically. Yes. It was it was too scared from the combats yes. and it ran away. And then my magic failed and failed you so rolled, spectacularly. Which, which was kind of fun. Like it's one and because yeah. You wanna continue about Yeah, it basically failed and caused all my guys to not be able to move anymore. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I was like half <laughs> not to move. It kind of helped swing the game back, actually. Yes. So you were on the back feet. So I was on the back foot first. Yep. Then you were on the back foot because of the spectacular failure with all your guys clumped up. Yep. And then uh, at the end, because we played the game wrong, uh, I thought I was winning, and then we played the game wrong so that you end up winning. Yes. <laughs> end. But it was close in the end. So mm-hmm. through this balancing of making close combat s- super deadly, uh, it balanced out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we learned from the mistakes. Yeah, so uh, what do you think about... I guess this is one of those things when people tell you to, um, for your first game, play a very small game. 
That's probably to iron out the mistakes. <laughs> but here's the issue with that, is that... I guess if you don't put enough stuff on the board, though... It's not going to be as fun. Nope, well, I would say, A, it's not as fun, and B, if you don't just put, like, every type of... Well, I guess you could add we one new thing every game. We did not have to put game. the monster... The, no, we didn't. The monstrosities, which would have simplified the game. We could have just played a smaller it, it point It might value, have been honestly. simplified. Well... We could have just played, like, minus... Oh, without the monsters. So yes, 750. Like a slightly... Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. We could have maybe done 750. I, that was one thing I was thinking. Or 1,000 without monsters. That would then have been a lot been of Then there would have been a minute... Like, less... Well, th- yeah, but there would be less uh, things to look up. Yep. So more. maybe we would actually have remembered that <laughs> if you break, you don't just die. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. I think it's pa- pa- uh, partly because when I initially broke my unit, it was because he had too many pins, so he dies. Yes. Right? And so we just forgot that a normal breaking unit, if it, the pins aren't over its courage value, it's just it's runs it just off. runs away. It doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Which, whoops. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think for other games like I guess with complicated games you're basically bound to keep making mistakes but mm. like once you play enough people it kind of irons out the mistakes because uh-huh. there's often rules interactions yeah. that will you may may not read them correctly mm-hmm. which when games often have sort of explanations or examples mm-hmm. like it's better when they give examples that show sort of weird interactions just so that they show you the correct interpretation of the interaction when they play it because they know what they're doing? Yeah, when they show you an example, yeah. they know what they're doing. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is exactly what should happen in this complicated yeah. situation. But Warlords didn't really include examples after in the main rulebook after each of like the rule sections. I think there was an... E- There's an example section? Yeah, let me yep. continue talking. Let, I'm going to go and get the book. Let you go like that? Okay. Because <laughs> other... Big mistake. Games. All right, I'm holding the book. I'm holding the book in my hand. Yep, it's two hundred and something pages. Uh, but the the back, the back, hundred pages is just army lists. The actual rule book is only a hundred and twenty five pages. Okay. And we played when we played. We played the simplest mission, which we at least went simple on that portion. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe the main thing. Let's see stats. The book is actually really nice. This is a good buy. I'm glad I bought it. Yeah, they oh. didn't. They didn't put in the like. They teamed up with other miniature makers to put in pictures all over the place, which definitely add to it. No yeah. Layouts. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you just want to uh, know some background about Warlords of Erlewan, why I got into it. Oh, well. All right. Uh, I wanted to talk about something else that I forgot. Uh, but uh, so this this uh, game is made by uh, Rick Priestley. So he is the uh, progenitor or one of the progenitors of uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand and yep. Warhammer. Um, and he used to be, I believe, in charge of uh, the entire division. Oh no, that's just the heat. Uh, so he used to be in charge of the gaming division, except that he, um, at some point, the Games Workshop uh, was changing, 
And instead of being game focused and miniature focused about what is cool, but what players are going to have the most fun with, yeah, yeah they became uh, <laughs> whatever will sell the most focused. So, oh, yeah. so he didn't like that direction, so he left. So that was they've been selling that's much respect. They've been selling well, but you know, at some point you've got to look yeah, at the long term. This is this is around the time where everyone hated Games Workshop because everyone knew that they were doing that. And yeah. nowadays they've kind of come back. They they fired their old CEO who was an accountant. Makes sense that they only cared about money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they got back a guy that, uh, well, another guy who cared about the games at least. So he let the games do some of the directing. And they've been doing a lot better, honestly. They're much more balanced now. But anyways, Rick Priestley uh, went. He created. I don't know what else he did besides uh, Gates Vantaris, but he went to Warlord Games, which is created by another GW alumnus. Uh, and their big game is Bolt Action. Uh, and so he used that rule set to make a sci-fi rule set called uh, Beyond the Gates of Antares. Uh I was interested in the rules, but I really hated the models. So I oh, yeah, I'd seen them. I didn't, I didn't even want to read the rules after seeing the minis. Yeah, and so then this this game uh, basically is after Beyond the Gates of Antares, kind of the um, reception to that wasn't very strong. I guess it was, it was I don't know if it was a flop, but it was definitely a didn't do well here in in Canada Um, but he basically created a a fantasy version so I guess iterated on the formula that he had for Gates of Montaris which is an iteration on both of action except in sci-fi and then uh, he created the game and just played it for fun with his friends wait alright so what was I saying oh yeah so Rick Priestley basically created this uh, fantasy rule set just for him and his friends. Uh, and then uh, he was polishing it and he's like, oh, you know what? This is pretty freaking good. So he went to uh, Warlord and I think they, he, I don't know, I listened to a podcast where, anyways, they released with, it. With him or with somebody else? With him. Okay. Yeah. First hand. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so then he went and brought it to Warlord and they released a super fancy book and, and, and started releasing some models for fantasy so i don't know if they don't really have any other fantasy stuff right i haven't looked at their line with the pictures that are in the book the miniatures are okay but once you become spoiled for nice miniatures you're like yeah these are all right but but even with games workshop models or privateer press models that we use mm. when we played yeah you're like oh these are a little above the warlord level of sculpt quality but like, yes but probably well well above the price so yes and uh, yeah, uh, one of the good things actually that I I liked about playing Warlords of Erlewan is that we actually took out our uh, our War Machine models, which we haven't played with in a super long time. Yeah, because because the no one plays from War Machine the... anymore. Not just kidding, but <laughs> we don't play War Machine anymore, and it's kind of died down. There's still actually a bunch of people that play in our area, but. Not in our communities, right? Yeah, because not we, in downtown Toronto. No, because we had maybe 50, 50, 55 models on the board. Yeah, we had, had 10, 20, 30. Yeah, around, yeah, around which, which is around the size of War Machines. So yeah, it is. You get to take out the stuff you think looks cool, basically, because the real yeah. set's so flexible, and we didn't, if you don't really know what's in it. And the game's not meant to be super well, competitive either. The biggest thing is that Warlords of Early One doesn't have its own miniatures, uh, and we are playing at home, so. 
you could just use any miniatures you want. And so that's exactly what we did, yeah, right? The whole... You don't have to have... No, like, they don't. They suggest a base size. They don't even say you're forced to do anything in particular. Yeah, I, I really like these kind of games that are like... Use any minis that you want because I have so many miniatures right now. Yep. <laughs> so it's a it's a great uh, way to play, and especially like if you're trying to get into games, if you come from a D and D tradition where you just have a lot of D and D miniatures, right? Or you, let's say you're just painting uh, a bunch of random stuff that you like. It's nice to play a game with it, and so therefore it's nice to just have play games that are, are miniature agnostic and people aren't going to call you out and say, hey, how come you're not using the models for this rule set? Which, that sounds really anal for people to do that, but I am literally one of those people that will call other people out. Oh, yeah. Like, if we play Infinity, I'm like, no, use Infinity models. Yeah. Or at least do a really good conversion. Like, exactly, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. It's got to have that aesthetic. Whereas one of the good things about Warlords of Erluan or Frostgrave or these things is that they they keep the fluff kind of generic, so you so so the world is not so specific that you can't use a lot of different miniatures, right? Whereas if you're gonna go and play Lord of the Rings, there's only one era that happens in. Yes, and 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 the look of that those things, I guess, even though it's like exactly what generic fantasy has grown out of. There's a lot of specificity, especially with the movies, which make uh, coming out. It's added a lot of detail in everyone's mind, so people expect a certain look when you bring out Lord of the Rings models. Yeah, your dragon has to look like one particular dragon. Yeah, and your your, your tree monsters are one type of tree yeah, monsters. Yeah, your not... Easterlings, mm -hmm. your even your orcs, your urukai, and your orcs or goblins. Although, apparently, in the Hobbit they changed the entire aesthetic of goblins. Oh, okay. I only pay attention to the trolls. I only know that because uh, I see the miniatures. I didn't actually watch any of the Hobbit no, movies. No, I watched all three at once, but they okay. were very forgettable. Except when they ambushed the trolls and they were they were maybe not the good guys. <laughs> the trolls? Like the giant trolls? The three trolls that capture them and are about to eat them in the woods? Yeah, that was that was their fault. They they capture them. No, they get captured. Oh, they get captured. After they oh the after the, sorry, the trolls ambush them. No, they, oh no, they, they ambush the trolls and then fail. <laughs> yes, and then get captured. And get what they deserve. Oh, what a great movie. Yeah. No, not movie book. <laughs> Apparently, the, movie, the movies maybe not. The movies were mediocre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so you can create now, if you wanted to create a Lord of the Rings game in this system, you could just totally do that. Oh man, where were we? What just happened? I think we just ate and cooked and ate an entire meal. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yep. So, but now it's done. Do you have the energy to... To uh, carry on? Yeah. Uh, I guess we could talk about the fact that we want to try and maybe mess up other games over the course of next year. Okay, yeah, sure. That I think some of the ones we want to try... Obviously, we've got to do this again and play it properly. Yes. I think it's good enough to try it again just yep. to see how it goes. I did, like I said, I did like playing with... Uh, these models that I didn't even, well, that I haven't used in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I actually did add in some other new models that I had recently painted, some uh, spirits. So that was fun. Yeah, it's kind of a good excuse just to put the models on the table you like. Yeah. As opposed to playing a super competitive game. Yes. So, yeah, and it, it wasn't so brain-breaking, even though we played a thousand points, which seems to be the normal game. Yep. Um, the number of abilities per model is not, not out of reach. Yes, and... Yeah, exactly. There's 
And most of them don't have crazy abilities, actually. No. No, they don't do crazy, like, interaction abilities. Yeah. Only your, like, shamans will do something that kind of buffs shamans another Shamans do pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, that's, that's their whole thing. <laughs> but and you have one or maybe two, apparently. Per army. Mm-hmm. But for other games to try and probably mess up, I think huh? Gaslands might be one of the ones... Oh, I'll try it. But I, not, I've not never just, played it before. Well, I guess I've played Gaslands before, but they came out with the second edition a few months uh-huh. ago, so yep. we should give that a try. And Do I have to make cars, or are you going to have cars for me? I have a few cars. <laughs> They're fun. I might make more. Uh, it's we'll just see. I have so many different models. I know. I just, I'm pretty. I'd I'm be trying fine to finish painting a board game, uh, which is literally just those Kickstarter an board games, 50, 60 models with, or yep. something like that. That I have to finish painting. I'm not even painting all the extra stuff they gave me. Just just the base set. Because I'm like, do I really need all this bonus stuff? I do I need all it? the monsters that only get used once every like five games? Maybe yeah, not. No. I, some of them. I'm I'm literally painting one of them. Yeah. Which is uh, it's the game is Rising Sun. So it comes with um, the Kickstarter comes with a Godzilla like model, but it's not Godzilla size to twenty eight. Which would be huge, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, there is like a Godzilla-looking monster which I'm painting up for Ghost Archipelago. Oh, if we ever why, get to, I was going to wonder why you made that choice. I don't think that's on the docket for next year. But Ghost Archipelago, yeah, it better be. I've uh-huh. been so much terrain made, for it. All right, maybe we'll make a few pirates. We'll see. And I've I've been painting all of these like Rising Sun models, which I will probably use as part of a crew. Yeah. Plus, I, I bought a whole bunch of pirate models on top. Of course. Spoilers. <laughs> so like another game okay so we said Ghost, Ghost Archipelago I suppose Frostgrave is going to come out in the middle of next year second that edition counts, that counts as a eh, who counts uh, a new game and nope. then, then N4 Infinity N4 is also an, a new thing yep That'll okay that sure to try next year so it's like new new editions new new games yep alright so are, are we going to like be less focused on one game and just try and explore more might be possible. We'll see. Because if N3 is rolling to an end, like committing to new armies, I've already committed uh-huh. a new army, but it'll it'll be on the table soon enough. Yeah. I'm just... What do you think... How how do you think that will affect our community? Because right now we have... We're part of one uh, community that's doing quite well. It's... it's, it's uh, Every Monday, there's a good turnout. It's Infinity. I think we were one of the uh, first people in that community to help build it in the new store. Yep, that's um, one of the biggest communities in the store. Would you be worried that if we start playing a whole bunch of other games that we would weaken that community? I think temporarily, yes, but that might be bound to happen right before a new edition comes out. But then when the new edition comes out, that's true. like there should... Hopefully, you have a big burst of enthusiasm when that happens mm-hmm. and drag everybody back. Yeah. And then you're sort of renewed for it after yeah. trying a bunch of different stuff. Uh-huh. So I think that might even be like a good thing to do before a new edition comes out. To like just rest, recharge, R&R kind of thing, play all these different games. Yeah. Yeah. Or then, if we could get those the guys in the Infinity community uh, to try out a couple of more games, maybe uh, a game that... We work on that's super easy to play, so yeah. it's just something even, a little bit different. Even easier than Warlords of Erewhon? Warlords of Erewhon was not super complicated, but it wasn't super simple. And it needs a whole bunch of guys. It still requires like a fair-sized case to carry around. <laughs> yeah, if we didn't have it's above armies already level. built, yes. it's a I wouldn't consider army. playing Warlords of Erewhon, honestly. It's too many models for yeah. a, a brand new game. Uh, maybe I would have. 
Okay, I would have. Uh-huh. <laughs> but but I'd be like, let's start building armies, and in 2023 we can play. I'll get the 50 guys painted in, in that time. Yeah, exactly, with all the other games that I'm playing. Um, but because we had all these old armies, I was like, oh, let's let's try it out. Yeah. Now I kind of want to play with my troll bloods, which I haven't played in a while. I know. It's an excuse to build like any army you want. Yeah, it's cool. The only the only issue I feel like I have with Warlords of Earth One is um, there doesn't seem to be enough monsters. No, they kept that down. It feels more I don't know what you call it more realistic. Yeah, it's more like rank combat. Yeah, if it feels like it's definitely feels more like ancients kind of thing yeah where it's 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 yeah it doesn't feel so doesn't feel like it's leaning towards the magic and monsters part yeah it's like the ancients with a little bit of magic and a little bit of things Mm -hmm. whereas it's not like the super high fantasy of of that games workshop was leading to in the end where everyone has three or four giant monsters running around um yeah, it's not like War Machine where you have your three big jacks or three big war beasts. And your main character is a super powerful wizard, who's way more powerful than the wizard in Warlords of Early One. Oh yeah, much more. So that's that's the only thing. Because only because I do want more than one monster. Well, you know. we... <laughs> You can take the monster that comes with the army though. Like every army has its own particular type of monster. That's true. That you're allowed to take, and then if yeah, you agree right. you on taking one more, I had. I didn't have barbarians. I have mammoth, right? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't take it because I had yeah. nothing to represent it. Sorry. Yeah, barbarians have a mammoth. Dwarves have a some people tank. Have... Basically, it sounds like a tank. Yeah. And then uh, some beastmen have minotaurs. Okay. What? Sorry. Oh, there's like the elves had some sort of dragon rider thing. No, they don't. Nope, that's no, that's advanced. That's the advanced. Okay. I don't know what the elves had. <laughs> Maybe the elves don't have everything. Anything. Who knows? I think the knights don't have anything special. I think they have a priest. Okay. The rule book's there, but we don't need to read it. <laughs> we'll just keep making more mistakes now. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll go try it out as we buy more and more armies. Part of the reason also why I wanted to get Warlords of Ruluan, actually, when I said, oh, we don't have armies, uh, is I literally bought some uh, Games Workshop goblins, the knight goblins. You know, the the the, the goblins wearing KKK hoods. Oh, those ones, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, and, and I was like, oh, I think I could build a 50-man army. You bought that many? Okay, you bought that many. All right. <laughs> oh, I revealed it too soon. Uh-huh. I should have surprised you. Uh, but uh, in in Age of Sigmar, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this before. I was like, oh, maybe I should build a, a Night Goblin's Age of Sigmar army. I think they're called Gloomspite Gits now. Um, yes. But one unit of goblins is 40 guys. Oh, jeez. <laughs> one unit. And, and you have multiple they, of those Do they units. at least come all in one box? No. No, you have to buy one two boxes. Has, has 20. 20, I yeah, believe. That's what GW usually does now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, really? This is ridiculous. I have to buy two. And they're not cheap. The boxes are like... 50-something. 50, 50 bucks. In Canadian? Mm-hmm. 50 bucks Canadian. So $100 for to paint one 40... Squad. One squad and... You need four of them? Mm-hmm. Probably at least two or three. So it's like, really? This is too many models for a side army. that are, It's not even my main game. Yeah, I can see that. Whereas now I just bought 50. I bought all the models that I liked, and I can build an army with that. And There's a goblin army in Warlords of Early One, so it's great. Yep. Well, we'll see what mistakes, other mistakes are made with buying miniatures for the rest of the year. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and what mistakes we're gonna do for while playing. Wait, did we mention anything else? Oh, for other oh yeah, other games. Same Ghost of Propeller Go. Next year? Frostgrave Two. Infinity. There's the Infinity RPG coming out as well, which I guess you'd call its own game. That's like a board game, though. Yeah, that's true. It's played on tiles. That's yeah. a board game. Warlords of Erewhon. Oh, it's not Erewhon. It's Erewhon. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's nowhere. Warlords of Erewhon. Uh, Erewhon. 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 Uh, it's it's a word backwards. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we'll play that. I think I mentioned another game that I wanted to, oh, wanted to play. So Ghost Archipelago. Oh, Ghost Archipelago, Frostgrave. Uh, Gaslands. Gaslands. Infinity, 4th Edition. Warlords of Air- Warlords of Erewhon. Oh, I said Kings of War. Oh, yeah, you bought that as well. So, yes, that needs to get played. After yeah. those get built and painted somehow. Kings of War can double up with Warlords of Erewhon, though, because it's like... It's your any it's, army fits the bill. Yeah, it's a fantasy army. They have models and magic, like like we said, is their, their miniatures are much better. But yeah, yep. All right. Well, we'll see what future mistakes we make in buying too many armies or just making more giant mistakes and playing games. Yeah, and uh, if you have any uh, ideas or suggestions about games that we should play, like stuff, new things coming out in the new year. Yeah, give us a give us a shout. All right. Well, thanks for the ideas. If All you right. have them, and thanks for listening. Uh, it's been Alan. It's been Brandon. All right, one more thing. So if you enjoyed that podcast and want to listen to more, you can find them over at DiceOverEverything.com or uh, on your favorite podcast app. And if you want to leave a comment, message, or ideas for like more podcasts from yeah, us. Or just get in touch with us. At Facebook and look for Dice Over Everything there. All right. Bye. Bye.